Tomorrow is budget day. And for those who watch these things, and let's face it, this is one of the things that a government announces that affects every single one of us. This is not an announcement that is just for the politicos here. It is something that really trickles down and never more in this time. We can't stop talking about the effect of the pandemic. It is not over yet. And what about all the things that it's left behind and the holes that have been left behind? Um, we do know everybody has a wish list here. Everyone has a wish list. And later on this afternoon, when I'm sitting in for Jeff MacArthur, we're going to go through some of the budget stuff. But the wish list for for healthcare workers is a small one, but it's one of those small things that could have a big effect. Joining us, Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. Welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on your show. All right, here we have a budget day. Everybody has a wish list, and healthcare workers seem to want an answer to a question. What are we going to do about the shortages now? We've talked about it and talked about it. Are you all eyes seeing if this is being addressed in the budget? Absolutely. I, I think every healthcare professional and worker in Canada tomorrow is going to be tuning in to see, is the federal government going to deliver a plan? That's really what we want to see, a plan to really bring our system back online to support the people in the system to ensure that we have the human health resources for Canadians. And tomorrow it's going to be a big day to see what direction we're headed in terms of solving this problem. What do you suggest? What do you want to know? If it's a plan, it has to outline the problem, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think that's actually such an important point. You know, so much of what we need to deal with in our system means clearly defining the problem that's in front of us and, and being ready to bring about some of those structural changes in healthcare. So, you know, there's sort of three big issues for us right now. There's many, but three that we're focused on that we think we've clearly understand what the problem is and we need solutions. So the first is around human health resource planning. We know there is no pan-Canadian human health resource plan in this country, mm -hmm. meaning no one sat down at the table and actually figured out how many doctors do we need and where, how many nurses, what types, you know, all of, of course, the other incredible healthcare professionals that serve Canadians. That's never happened. So it's pretty incredible when you think of a budget item like health and, and how many of our dollars go into this that we don't really know what we're doing in terms of making sure those human health resources are there. So that, that's one priority for and sure. How would we, yeah, now, how would we, just stick with that for a moment, how would we plan sure. that? Because you take the pandemic. I'm, I, I guess the tough part, and I've been thinking about this since the pandemic, do we need to always plan that this is going to happen or do we need to meet in the middle? What do you think is, what, where's the evidence right now? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And I think what's important to understand is we need to sort of start at the beginning because we haven't even done that, yeah. right? So we need to really understand as a baseline what are the needs in our country? You know, we know 5 million people don't have access to primary care. So already we failed right there. The front door to the system's not working. Um, so we need to really get down to wh what kind of providers do we need? How do we get them working together? Where do they need to be distributed across the country? What does it look like in the community? And then in the acute care side. And then when we're future-proofing against, you know, potential pandemics down the road, or even this pandemic, which is clearly not over, we need to start looking at things like surge capacity. You know, but what we 
we know is we, we operate our hospitals on the cusp all the time. And that's why absorbing that extra 10% of patients with COVID over the past two years has really pushed us to the brink is there's just no wiggle room in, in our acute care sector. So we need to understand that as well. Um, but truly, we need to just start at the beginning um, and really look at, you know, where do we need to be? What does that look like? And, and how can we get people to the table to understand this issue and work with us around how to, how to solve it? How do you come up with those numbers, though? What would you base it on? Because I'm trying to put it in as if I'm sitting around the table. How do you count? How are those those numbers? How do you determine? Because as you've just said, we started from a place where we were already stressed. Yeah, well, there's lots of different indicators that help us with that plan. So, you know, when you look at some of it just starts with your basic population, you know, how many for this many people, you know, for example, a doctor can look after this many people in a primary care practice. So if you have a million people, you need X number of doctors. There's lots of information available around specialists as well, right? So a given population, how many geriatricians do you need? How many general surgeons? How many pediatricians? Just as an example. So we have that kind of data that lets us forecast what we need. Um, And then when we look on the acute care side, it's sort of similar, right? If we need to be able to do you know, we can look at past data to project things like how many future surgeries are we anticipating? And then we know, right, for a day in the operating room, how many nurses you need, how many anesthetists, how many surgeons, what that care looks like. So we we have that basic data around the things that we need to do and execute on in the system and what it's going to take. It's then really a matter of pulling that all together, applying it to our population, and then also, of course, capturing what resources are in the system, because we don't necessarily do that well either lay those two things on top of each other, and then you're able to say, okay, this is where the deficits are, this is where we're doing well, um, and project for the future and start planning how to make that happen. All right. And and let me ask you, too, as we're looking to this budget, are you hopeful? We know that it's kind of like our military. We got to catch, very similar, we got to catch up and then we got to move forward. What are you expecting here? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there's a few critical aspects to to both of those things. One is we really want to see that federal commitment to initiating collaboration with the provinces and territories and other stakeholders to advance together. Because I think what's very clear is all of us being in our silos isn't working. You know, the, the issues in the healthcare system are so deep and so broad that they're really not something that can be addressed by one jurisdiction or one healthcare professional or one stakeholder or one level of government. So we need, I think, to see the signal from the federal government that through their budget that they are ready to take on that leadership role and get everyone to the table uh, so that we can address the human health resource issues. We can address primary care, which is foundational to our system and, and clearly cracking in every province and territory. Um, and then another issue that we think can help with access to care is taking away some of the regulatory barriers for Canadian licensing of medical professionals to allow more health force mobility so that we can, you know, flex and ebb and flow and, and scale up virtual care to try to address some of these access issues. So I think there's a big role for the federal government to play here. And I think the question for us tomorrow is, are they going to step into that role? And are they going to help us with that plan to get the system back on track? Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. Thank you. All eyes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay.